Blog Talk Radio. Time with Pastor Steph. Tried to make it happen. 
Now, I got to say, in this great big old world, $200,000 is not middle class. No, no, no. So that already shows you that they're not living in the real world. No. So they said, hey, they have to downgrade their spending. Now, let, let me just give you a snapshot of what life was like before they downgraded. Their mortgage, $2,300. All their bills were 1200 Gym membership was 416 Food was over 500 Eating out was 300 Clothes, $430. Socializing, 105 They had zero savings to the total of $4,600 a month. Mm. Well, at the top of 2024, they turned over a new leaf, and their spending became mortgage, $2,300 bills, was down to 753 no gym membership, the food was 227 eating out was zero, clothes shopping, $10, socializing, zero, Savings, 400 and the total, $3,300.68. So, they came down quite a bit. So, uh, this is what they decided to do. So, now, their spending looks a whole lot different. You know... As people of God, and this is what we talked about yesterday, you know, it shouldn't have to take all of that to realize that, hey, I need to spend differently. You know, we talked yesterday and and the advice came through really, really, really well from Tamika as well as Pastor KL and myself, you know, just seek God. Seek God for your spending. You know, when you went from being broke people to now having $200,000 sitting before you, you know, whether you realize it or not, you really needed to seek the Lord from then. Yes. You don't jump into your spending habits and then see God. Seek God first because it all belongs to Him. And He's just lending it to you to get through life. So you want to go to Him and make sure that you handle it correctly. You want to go before Him and make sure that you are being good stewards over your money. You don't have the capacity. No, we do not have the capacity to get this done on our own. I know we think we're grown. I know, I know, I know. I know we think that we got it all figured out, but the answer is we don't. And this is the prime view that we don't. How do you go from broke 
with no money to being broke with money because we're out of control. So it goes to show you that we really don't have the capacity to just sit down and logically make it happen. No, we don't. So before we get into that situation, go before the Lord. It's nothing wrong with it. It doesn't make you weak. No, it doesn't. It actually makes you strong. And there's no way in the world you're going to end up twisted if you go before the Lord first. Nothing wrong with it. Okay? Nothing, nothing, nothing wrong with it. All right? All right. Well, yesterday was Monday. And we had the switch with Shanties. Switch number 176. The tip was stop trying to fix yourself up. There we go. There we go. Right in line with our main topic yesterday. You can't do it yourself. So when you see yourself messed up, go before the Lord and take God's guidance. Let me help you with something. When we go before the Lord, you have already got to make, you already have to make up in your mind that you are going to follow God. It makes no sense to go before the Lord and you do you. And this is a very common practice. People pray out of habit because it's the thing that you're supposed to do. And then you end up in trouble all the time because you're still allowing your nasty flesh and your nasty spirit to do what you want to do. But that's not the way it goes. When we go before the Lord, you listen, go back to Sunday's prayer. Sunday's prayer, we talked about being huge. I mean, we talked about being humble. And we talked about being truly humble. Not this feigned and fake humility. Really going before the Lord and laying it out before the Lord and just doing it the way the Lord said, we're not going to lie through this thing. We're not going to lean to our own understanding. We're not going to stay the same. We're not going to go down on our knees one way and come back the same way. We're not supposed to do that. Humility says, God, I'm giving it all to you because I really don't know what to do. And I know I may not want to do it your way. See, this is being humble. I may not want to do it your way, but Lord, I'm here, and I'm just going to do it your way. And it hurts sometimes. It's not easy. Nobody ever said it was easy. But it's easier than dealing with the consequences. So, what you need to understand is it becomes easier as you go along. See, all you got to do is just do it. And then the Spirit of the Lord pushes you and pushes you and pushes you. 
Because we're not going to do this on our own. We're not going to automatically concede on our own. Even when we know that this is not the way to go. We're still, we're lazy. We're belligerent. We're cantankerous. We're hard-headed. We're just twisted. We were born in sin and shaped in iniquity. So we are going to automatically want to go in the way that's not right and pleasing in the sight of God. It's not just you. It's not just me. It's the world. So what we're going to do, we're going to have to. If we want change, we're going to have to do it God's way. Now, that's if we want change. And we really don't want change when we really don't make a move. We can't keep asking God for things. And then when he delivers, we go the opposite way. Go back to, go back. I'm just going to say it again. Go back to Sunday's prayer. Go back and listen. Go back and listen. Go go ahead and take that prayer all over again. Get that prayer all over again. If you're having a difficult time with this humility thing, when you're having a difficult time following God, that's having a difficult time with being humble. Yeah, that's not, you know, anything else but lack of humility. And I don't know why we keep lying to ourselves. Come on, come on, come on, people. You going through this stuff here, you don't have to go through it alone. God is right there. He's right there. So don't put yourself through a whole bunch of uh, misery. Stop trying to fix yourself. And when we don't take God's advice, when we don't take the leading of the Lord, that's equivalent to trying to fix ourselves. Yeah, because who else is going to fix you? If you don't follow God, that means you're trying to fix you. Yeah. I know, I know, I know. I know you didn't think about it like that. It's all right. That's what we're here for. That's why God gives you this first thing in the morning. So you can learn your lesson. You can get your word. And you got it for the rest of the day. You got it for the rest of the day. You got it for the rest of the day. I'll say it again. You got it for the rest of the day. Because he's going to reinforce that thing throughout the day. Yes, watch him throughout the day. So he's giving you a jump start. Yes. You know the tagline here? It's a, you're going to get a word from the Lord, and there's a praise to get your day jump started. Now, what more could you ask God for? All righty. All righty. Ooh, that's how we spent our yesterday. Well, today is let. Talk about it, Tuesday Church Folk Day. Yep, yep, yep. 
Yep, yep. And I don't know where we're going today, what this journey going to be about, because we got some stuff to talk about. Yep, I got some news. I got some news. I got some news. I don't know how you're going to let this news move you. I don't know how I'm going to let this news move me. But you know what? Let's go for the ride together with God leading the way. How's that sound? Mm. I think I'm liking that. I think I'm liking that. I think I'm liking that. All right? So come on, come on, come on, come on. Go ahead and get that healthy breakfast. Come on, come on, come on. Let's tell somebody that it's due time when Pastor Steph is on. And whatever you do, don't go anywhere because we will be right back. You're listening to WPSU's Health Minute, a collaboration with Penn State's College of Nursing. Glaucoma is a group of eye diseases that causes increased eye pressure, which can result in damage to the optic nerve, vision loss, and even blindness. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention says anyone can get glaucoma, but the risk is higher for people with a family history of the disease, African Americans over the age of 40, and people over 60. Changes in eye pressure due to glaucoma can happen slowly over time, and there may be no symptoms. There's currently no cure for the disease, but early detection and medical treatment can help increase your chances of avoiding permanent vision loss. For more information, contact your eye care specialist and visit the CDC website at cdc.gov. Join us next week for WPSU's Health Minute. For more episodes, visit wpsu.org slash health minute. I'm Shereen Stanford, WPSU. Thing, your brain stops getting oxygen. 
So they found over the years that many people suffer from sleep apnea. Yeah, this is like a big thing. This is a big thing. And some children even suffer with sleep apnea. Yeah. And one of the things that they do is they do like a sleep study. Yeah, you have to go to like what I call like a little lab. And you go to sleep and they monitor, you know, your sleeping pattern and what happens to you when you sleep. So if they find that you have sleep apnea, they get one of these machines called like a CPAP or BiPAP machine. Well, well, well. Starting from like 2021, there has there's been a major recall. Yep, I said the word recall because I think after a while we're going to have a recall on air. I, it's just... It, 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 there's a recall on everything. Now, this Philips, um, what do you call it, Respironics, BiPAP and CPAP machines, those are the machines that are worn overnight to help the individuals, you know, sleep better and, you know, it provides you know, air, and you get a better night's rest, so forth and so on. That, along with their ventilator machines, have been on recall. And there are, I mean, thousands of these machines that they have done this recall with. And they are now saying that there's been 561 deaths that have been connected to this recall. Now, they give you the machine so that you don't die. Yeah, because this lack of oxygen to your brain really causes a really big problem. And again, you know, I'll say it again, the... It's, called, it's a disorder, they consider it. And they say it causes you to stop breathing while you sleep and your brain tries to protect you by waking you up enough to breathe. So this is you getting up over and over and over again. So here they have given these people these machines and the machines people are complaining about. Now, this is the, the same CPAP machine that they believed Carrie Fisher uh, died from. Yeah, they say it, they think that it contributed to her death. So they say since the recall, there's been uh, 116,000 reports of either actual or suspected incidences from the phone breakdown. Now, this is the other problem. Now, how are you making machines? These things are supposed to be tested. I mean, years and years and years of testing that 
these machines are, and, and devices are supposed to go through before they even approve them. So now what they found is that the foam that's in the machine is breaking down in the machine and it's going into people's breathing um like the, the your passage your breathing passage so now that's going into your system and it's killing people you know <laughs> everything everywhere we look Everywhere we look, there's a recall. There's a recall on food. There's a recall on toys. There's a recall on eye products. There's a recall. I mean, everywhere we look, that's all that we hear now is recall, recall, recall. That's why I said soon going to be a recall on air. I mean, really, it's just bad. It's just really bad. And here we are with a sleeping device that's supposed to be given to you to save your life and now they're saying that this is the cause of hundreds of deaths now remember they've got 116,000 reports so they've just found a, a 561 deaths that they can associate and now we don't know where this is going. So, mm, I don't know. They're saying that they're encouraging people to use nasal sprays and adhesive strips to help people um, sleep better. And hopefully... If these people, most people, not everyone, but most people who have, um, what do you call it, um, the sleep apnea, they're overweight. So they're encouraging people to lose weight, and that would help. Doesn't mean it's going to cure it, but they're saying that that's a huge, huge um, assistance with this sleep apnea. So, I mean, I, I don't know what you're going to do because everything has a recall on it. And whatever you use, you can guarantee somebody's going to be calling that device or that product back in. Well, for those who love Apple products, and for those of you who love the Apple Watch, they are really doing some big things over there with, you know, on this Apple stuff or with these Apple products because they are working on a an Apple Watch that will monitor your blood pressure. Now, you know the blood pressure machines that you put on your wrist? Yes. Well, they are working on a a watch that will help with the blood pressure. Now, here's the thing. Right now, and this is starting 2024, Godspeed, they are talking about a blood pressure sensor that will detect 
when your blood pressure has risen. So what it will ultimately tell you is your blood pressure has risen and go and check your blood pressure. So that's the first level of what they're doing. And some people might say, well, you know, that's it. Well, yeah, well, you know what? That's a lot. That's a lot. They're now working toward improving that already where the watch will get your exact systolic or and, uh, you know, blood pressure, the exact numbers. Yeah, that's what they're really hoping, that a future watch will get exactly what your blood pressure will be, you know, so or what your blood pressure is, rather. So that's a big thing. Well, not only is Apple working on that, but they're also working on a watch, which is why this is coming up now, that will predict if you have sleep apnea. Yeah. <laughs> so they say that it will, in, excuse me, it will indicate that something is wrong when you're breathing. Yeah. Now they already have, you know, these um these devices can tell you certain things like about your heart, you know, it's already counting like the beats of your heart and you know when you stop breathing or when your breathing slows down, you know, that's your your heart as well is affected. So somehow they're connecting this device to be able to tell when your breathing is not correct and it will tell you, you know, go to your doctor and check. Yeah. So they're hoping that they, you know, that they will be able to even improve on that and that they'll be able to tell you even more about your uh, your breathing. Mm-hmm. Yep. They say it will predict if a user has sleep apnea and it will send you a message to go talk to your doctor. So, I mean, I'm sure it's going to cost you a little bit, you know, of extra dollars, you know, to be able to get all of that. I don't know what an Apple Watch costs these days, especially now when the these uh, companies are throwing in, you know, like a whole package. So you get a phone, you get an Apple Watch, you get an iPad. Yeah, so you, you're throwing, you know, you're throwing your dollars one way and you're getting like a package deal. And... You know, people who have these Apple Watches, they can read emails and answer the phone and all kinds of things from the watch. So, read text messages. You know, so it's it's a you know a benefit to you know not having to look at the the actual phone, but um, they're looking to even upgrade that. So. You know, it'll be 
worth your dollar, I'll tell you that much. If it'll be able to have a heart, um, uh, not a heart monitor, um, the blood pressure read with people, you know, for people who have high blood pressure, yeah, you know, hey, get one thing, bigger money for your buck, you know. Who thought that we were going to be walking around with a phone, GPS, and all other stuff we got? flashlight I mean you got a whole bunch of stuff on these phones so and these medical devices to it because like I said I do know that you know it can it can definitely check your heart rate and stuff like that yeah there the phones come with these devices these apps on it now rather so mm. you know you get more money you get more for your money rather Get more for your money. Well, well, well. What are we talking about when it comes to our news? I got some crazy stories this morning. Well, out in Denver, you got some crazy situation that happened out there. So they responded, the police responded to a domestic violence call. And this is 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Now, they say when they got to the location, this Tyrone Brooks, who's 48 years old, was in the street yelling about somebody pushing his friend down. And when they got over to a woman, she was sitting on the ground, and a man was standing over her, they say. Now, they say that this man was standing directly in front of her, and it looked like he was moving his hands and he was ready to get to fighting. So they asked the woman a question, but he wouldn't move. He would. They say he refused to separate himself from the woman. So they tried to talk to her again, and he blocked. He he now stood even more in front of her, believe it or not, if you could get any closer. They they had him move, you know, he moved more close, in front of her than even the first time. So they said he turned to the woman and put his face right in front of her face and started yelling at her. And then <laughs> when they tried to talk to her again and she went to answer, he put his hands over her mouth. Now, you're doing a whole lot in front of the cops. So, first of all, there's no way now you could even try to convince somebody that you were not a threat to this woman before you got there. When you're doing all of this right in front of the cops, who does all of that in front of the cops? This is somebody who is truly mentally ill or someone who is just straight out of control where not even the police presence will stop you from doing what you're doing. So they said that when he put his hand over her mouth is when they now grabbed him because they were really concerned about her safety. And 
He grabbed onto a fence. He he's grabbing on the fence. They grabbing on him, and they're trying to pull his hands off the fence. So they say he reached in his waistband. So they thought he was going to pull out something. So now they tackle him to the ground. Blah 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 blah. So now they get into the scuffle with him. So he ends up on his back, and he positions himself to get his hand and the cop's hand to his mouth, and he takes a bite into the cop's hand and bites off the man's, the tip of his left ring finger and spits out oh my lord have mercy and spits out the finger <sighs> well needless to say they end up booking him and I'm going to tell you something the fact that they didn't tear him up he's he's quite he's quite blessed I'm not even going to say lucky he is quite blessed because you know, like I know, they have torn people up, beat them up, and killed them for less. Now, you then bit off the cop's finger and spit it out. That's enough to make you go off in and of itself. Yeah. Well, he's quite blessed. Because uh, that could have been real bad. Yes, real bad. What else are we talking about? So, you know, Shantisa and, and uh, I think it was Brother Al one day, they were talking about these influencers, right? And how much these influencers get paid and all of this kind of nonsense. Well... They've got this social media influencer, as she's calling herself. And she's got this post. Deeply saddened to inform you that we have lost our beloved Poonam to cervical cancer. In this time of grief, we would request for privacy while we remember her fondly for all that we shared. So this is one of her posts on, you know, somebody posted this supposedly, because if she's dead, they can't, uh, she can't be posting this. So this, you know, this post goes out. So all these people are wishing this Bollywood actor, (laughs) you know, uh, well, wishes and all kinds of things right now. So how are you wishing how well she did? But you know how people do. Well, the next day, there's a post that says, I'm alive. I didn't die because of cervical cancer. Unfortunately, I cannot say that about those hundreds and thousands of women who have lost their lives because of cervical cancer. <sighs> So needless to say, the people are in an uproar because they're like, yo, what are you doing? How did you 
put that out there, and now you got, you know, all of these people sat in and believing that, you know, you did, and you really posting this for yourself. So she responds and says, I quote, while I do understand how you would have perceived this in bad taste, I also implore you to consider the greater cause. Feel free to express your frustration. I understand, but this is not just lip service. Instead, I'm committing my entire body to the service of cervical cancer. So see, this is what you get when you put out all this attention to these people who've really done nothing. Because most of these quote-unquote influencers, they've really done nothing. And now, y'all have poured out your heart to her, and she's talking about she pretended to be dead for the sake of the women who have died of cervical cancer. Now, I read this over and over again because I kept saying, well, Stephanie, you must be missing something because maybe she put the real reason up in here and you just didn't see it. No, I did not miss a thing because I can't figure out what you pretending to be dead was supposed to do for the women who really died of cervical cancer. How is that? You help, how are you helping people? So, listen, you know, that's because these people, they go through their peaks and valleys of attention. And this is what this is really about. This has nothing to do with the fact that she's trying to help somebody. She needed some attention. Maybe her, you know, her views had, you know, dropped, and now she needs to get some attention so this is what she decides to do, cause all her little followers to be upset at the fact that she was dead. But wait, how you put in there, wait, 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 how you put in there, in this time of grief, we would request your privacy while we remember her fondly for all that we shared. How you doing all of that? Oh my goodness gracious! Oh my goodness gracious! You know, just people have they have nothing else to do. Mm-mm-mm. Wow! What else are we talking about today? We got our pastors on. We got Shantice on. Well. Remember now, we've been following this story of the migrants who beat up the police officer and the fact that uh, that Manhattan district attorney let them go. Remember yesterday's story? He let them go because he said that there just wasn't enough proof that they did what they did, and so some of them had fled to uh, California, and they were headed to Mexico. 
So now the most recent story is those who fled to Mexico via California, they are now, what's her name, Hokel is now in an uproar because she says she wants to find out, well, what was on your mind when you let them go? Because she planned on pursuing this in another manner. So they say that these individuals already had a history, surprise, already had a history of crime prior to them coming to America. So they say that this, these illegals routinely stole phones and used Apple Pay and credit card information to purchase cars, pools, and other luxuries back in their country. So they say they're buying cars back in Ecuador and Venezuela they're putting pools in their homes there. All of this money is going back and forth, and that's why the larcenies are going out of control. And this is stuff that they were already doing before they got here. And if they had taken the time to vet these people, that they would have found out. So they said that they used other people's identities to even get the bus tickets and the vouchers that they used to even go to California. So mm -mm -mm. they say after they were let go, that's when they went back to the you know, like to their uh to the shelter. And they said they swapped immigration numbers with the other people at the shelter. And that's how they obtained the vouchers and the fake names. Mm-mm, mm-mm, Yeah. So this is what happens when you, uh, when you don't hold these people, when you get an opportunity to do so. Because, like I said yesterday, I'm trying to figure out, well, what did he think they were going to do? What did you think they were going to do? Now they got another set of their buddies. Remember I told you they're going to be looking for anybody with these names? I told y'all, I told y'all, I told y'all. Well, walked up into another um, conversation where there's another set of migrants who they busted for pickpocketing the strap hangers. So they got this 32-year-old Maria, did not tell y'all yesterday, Maria, let me see if I can catch this name, Manuara, I think that's how you say it, Maria Manuara, 32, who's a part of one of the hotels in Times Square, they caught her Tuesday for snatching somebody's cell phone on the number six train at 42nd Street and Grand Central. The next day, Michelle Sakira, 23, also of Venezuela, 
was busted for ripping a cell phone out of a woman's hands on the platform at Grand Central Subway Station. They told you, stop keeping these phones out in public. And they said that she started yelling. The woman started yelling, she has my phone, she has my phone. And the cops who were stationed there had seen her. They actually saw her snatch the phone and was chasing her. And eventually they caught up with her. And she comes from the Randall's Island uh, location where she has only been here for three months. They ended up charging her with grand larceny. Now, they got an Adonis Chala, 34, who they caught because, what's her name? Let me go back. Let me go back. Let me go back. Michelle Sakira had him blocking, <laughs> blocking the woman from chasing her when she snatched the woman's cell phone. So they caught up with him, and they got him now. Then they got Gabrielle, or Gabriel, Morema, 22, another one from Venezuela, who hangs out at the Hotel Mint JFK Airport for snatching a woman's credit card at the same station on Saturday. So they got him for grand larceny. <laughs> they are going buck wild. They said that when they watched the cameras, that it looked like when they went into the stations that they were already casing the joint out. Yeah. They were already, you know, trying to spot the individuals who they were going to, you know, make their victim. I can't think of the terminology that they used. But they were able to catch all four of these individuals. And I'm telling you, I'm telling y'all, believe me. Believe me when I tell you. As soon as you get arrested, they're going to be looking for your name. What's your name? What's your name? Yeah. Once you look like that, and once you give them your name, oh, that's it. That's it. That's it. If you've been here for 20 years, they automatically going to assume that you're a migrant that just came from last year. But these people ain't been here but for five minutes. So here's the thing. Y'all got these people here. And most of these people that they have caught committing these crimes are people who haven't been here for more than like three, four months. Yes. So you haven't even given the system a chance because remember now, you automatically have a certain amount of time that you can be in the system. So once you get here, you on the attack. Why? Because this is already what you do. Now, if you are over there in Venezuela, in Mexico, in all of these places, ripping your people off, what you think you're going to do when you get over here to these people? Because, see, according to them, these people, we have it. According to them, we are the pick of the litter. Yes, 
They think they're coming over here to a land filled with milk and honey. What else are they going to do? They just come over here to find new victims. That's it. They're not coming over here to try to do anything. They're not trying to come over here to get a better life. This is their better life. New people to rip off. Phones and listen to what the other report said about the ones who beat up the cops. They said that they were over in their country stealing Apple products and credit cards and all kinds of things and putting uh, pools in their home, buying cars and all kinds of things. Now, if they're supposedly coming from an impoverished location and they think they're coming over here, so all you must have to do over there is stand on line. That's all you got to do. Do you want to go to America? Stand on the line, and that's all you do. That's all you must have to do when you over there. Because when I tell you we got the worst of the bunch, we didn't got the worst of the bunch. And this is only a this was only a matter of time before all of this stuff came spilling out all over the place. Let me talk to my my due time crew. Where's my stuff here? I don't know what's going on with my thing here. Let's talk to our Pastor Jeff. Hey, Pastor Jeff. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. You good. You up for the talk this morning, Pastor Jeff? Uh, I guess I am. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get to talking, Pastor Jeff. You know, we're talking about this influencer who claims that she pretended to be dead. Uh so that she could help and prove a point for all the women who have died of cervical cancer. Do you see how she could get that done by pretending to be dead? <laughs> I mean, you were right about her wanting attention. She wasn't doing that for nobody but herself. But she got exactly what she wanted. You mm-hmm. Know? Mhm. Yep. I agree. <laughs> it, it worked. Yep. Yep. When all the people started bashing her and complaining, you know, how could you do this? And she came back with her response of, you know, I know, you know, y'all are upset. Yeah, she wanted a conversation, and like you said, that's exactly what she got. She wanted a bunch of attention. She wanted to see her flowers while she was alive. Mm. Okay, <laughs> Pastor Jeff. What she do wanted you, to see who ask, loved her. That's right. That's right. What do you think about this influencer thing anyway? Like, in, in what regard? In this, just this, the fact of these people are supposedly social media influencers. What do you think they are? What would you call them? I call them people, you know, jumping on opportunities. Everybody's looking for their claim to fame. And, you know, they finding their vehicle, and they're jumping on it. And you, can't, you can't hate on them for it. You know, it's working. You know, no, and you're right. You know what? I need something to do. 
I need to get, you know, in the limelight. And if it's easy to get in the limelight by claiming that I could do something that you can't, then, yeah, why not? Here I am. I mean, you, you know, being creative, right? You know, finding your niche. That's, that's a gift, you know, that they're using. <laughs> and the Bible said your gift shall make room for you, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So they find a bunch of people who are mesmerized by what you claim you can do or you have access to. And uh, that's how you get your notoriety. I ain't mad at you. I am that not mad at you. you. That just goes to show you that you can get anybody, you know, to follow you. That's right. You know? That's right. You can that's right. put on a good enough front. That's right, Pastor Jeff. All you need to do is, again, make people believe that you have access or you can do some things that they can't, and automatically you're going to have people that follow you. So, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, go ahead and get your money. I agree. If you can make it happen, then go ahead and make it happen. Now... Let's talk about these people, and I know this is your favorite subject, Pastor Jeff. Favorite subject. All of this, um, you know, uh, crime and stuff that's going on here by these migrants, and you've got your Alvin Bragg, who's this Manhattan DA, who is just letting them go. What do you think that's about? I'm 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 curious. What do you what do you think is in his head when it's like it, he's been known to be very lenient on the the criminals. And this one here when this was kind of for some people very cut and dry, they saw that hey, you know, these people beat up on the cops but yet he let them go because he said we didn't have enough proof that these were the people. What do you think this is about when he lets these people go and he does not really hold their feet to the fire for what they've been accused of doing? Well, I think it's about him being soft again, but he being soft on the wrong the wrong ones. You know, I mean, I, you know, to, Trump went too far when he when he was like they just letting all their criminals come over here. Uh-huh. So he wasn't too far from from that statement. And a lot of that is true. You know these countries is you know telling their unwanted get out because they can't deal with them. You know send them over here, uh-huh. send them over to the place that's that's soft. That you know uh-huh. they'll 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 care for them. You know, and there's plenty of money over there for you to rob and steal and pillage and rape and, you know. And I, I can't stand it. It just makes me angry. You know, you just keep, you know, you know. I keep going back to those reparations. You haven't even settled, <laughs> this even settled, settled their score with us. And we just keep giving, they, they're giving our credit, look, card, you know, credit cards now to these migrants for them to pay for, you know, their needs and stuff. And, and and you got us over here, and you know the slight little thing you cutting us off of welfare and food stamps and everything else, and you just 
let them keep coming in and giving them more money, more money, more money. You know, that stuff just makes me upset. And they robbing and doing this, and you let them out of jail, and you know, uh, I don't, I don't even want want them to put them in jail. In the in that sense, send they butt back and don't let them come back. You understand? Absolutely. Even yes. jail, you we got tax dollars. That's that right. That. That's right. That's right. They're still leaning on the taxpayer when you put them in jail. I agree with you. I agree with you. If you get in trouble here, you're just going to get on the next line. Just get on the next line. And for some, some of them, our jails is better than how they're living because, That's I, right. you know, I, yes, yesterday I was out there at, you know, Home Depot late at night, and I'm watching some of them sit out there, you know, begging for work, and it was freezing. And they was mm. out, you know, they're not allowed to be in the stores no more, so they got to stay outside. And mm. I was just like, they out here freezing, you know. Wow. I wonder how many how many people they getting to get any money from, you know. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, jail might wow. not even be that bad. Wow. No, no, no. Con- you know, the way they've described some of the conditions, you know, listen, they used to say, you know, a hot in a cot, you know. So, the, you know, why wouldn't you go into the jail system here because it, it's not that bad. You go in there, you call and call find family, you know, and you just make it happen. Listen, let let me talk, ask you something. I talk, oh, go ahead. Uh, now, I talked to somebody, you know, that, you know, that been to jail and that was, you know, told me. They they was like, yo, it was better than being on the streets. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I believe it. They, you know, <laughs> they was like, in there I had a job. I, you know, I ate, you know, it was warm, you know. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. And I've heard a lot of them say that, you know, so I can imagine, you know, we we not, we just, I don't know, I, I just think we're just so stupid, just, it's idiotic, you know, bleeding hearts, you know, let's, let's help these people and let's do this and, and, you know, I don't know. You know, this is this this migrant situation looks like it might cause a civil war. Cause I'm, you know, people like me feel like revolting against the government for this nonsense they're doing, allowing all these people coming in. You know, I'm ready to vote for Trump again. You know, well, I never voted for him the first time, but I'm ready to vote for him this time. You know, <laughs> just, and just that's, because of this migrant that's situation. That's real for some people. Yeah, that's real for some people, Pastor Jeff. There's a lot of um uh, uh articles about people who are saying based on where this government has taken us Trump don't look bad. So let me ask you this. W- would you have voted for the wall? I'm curious. When Trump was talking about putting the wall up, would you have voted for it? Um that I don't know because I don't think the wall is going to work. Okay. You know, but but I would have voted for something that I believe would work to keep to keep them out. Okay. You know, okay. If if, mm-hmm. if it came up with another idea, I just think the wall would work. Okay. You know? All right, Pastor Jeff. Thank you very but, much but for joining us. Got, Go ahead. If you could have got Mexico to pay for it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, okay. So then you would have you would have voted for the wall if Mexico would have paid for it. 
Good morning, Pastor Steph. How are you today? I am well, thank you. How you doing? Was was that your rendition of singing? I'm doing well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, don't be doing all that talking. Don't be doing that. I do have control of the microphone. Don't 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 forget that. Don't forget that. Don't forget that. What's the weather like over there in Alabama? Uh, it is sixty degrees. It's what? Sixty six zero. Wow. Okay. It's uh it's summertime over there now. I'm going to the All beach right. later. I got my speedos. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. So what do you think of this influencer thing? You know, she pretended to be dead, you know, because she wanted to take a stand. For the women who have died of cervical cancer, what do you think? Well, I, I, you think, I think she got the job done. I think first of all, that that never works. I, I um, I died last year and then did my own GoFundMe um fund for my funeral, and and ain't nobody paid into it, not even my family. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that didn't work we love out. You anyway. But, but, <laughs> but uh, we do love. I you think love. that's stupid. I think. I, I think, you know, like I always say, negative attention is better than no attention at all. And uh, apparently, her her attention had to be going down. You know uh, what I'm saying? Her ratings couldn't have been that good anymore. So she had to create a stunt to try to bring it back up. But it backfired on her. Uh, uh, yeah. They are not feeling this at all. And, and just like, you know, Pastor Jeff said, yeah, you know, you get the attention. What do you think of this, this influencer thing anyway? I, I you know, I, I have mixed feelings. I, 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 don't, I don't think it's that great to me. I mean, it's, it's I think a lot of young folks gravitate to it uh, because I guess they're on the scene or whatever and they know this and they know that, but I mean, you do your own due diligence, and you can figure all this stuff out yourself. You know, there is nothing that Google can't tell you. Hey, Google! You know, there is nothing that Google can't tell you. You, you can do your own thing. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Let's talk about our favorite topic over here on this due time. Ah, uh, the migrants and how... You know, they've been let out of jail. Now they come to find out that these ones that they let out had been, you know, doing all their dirt back in their country before they even got here. They're putting pools in their homes and uh, they're driving cars and all kinds of things from, you know, their thievery. And now you've got this whole set of uh, thieves that you didn't caught in the train station who are pickpocketing and robbing people uh, for their devices and their money and all kinds of things. <sighs> what are we doing with these people? Are we putting them in jail? What are we doing? Um, I, I'm with Pastor Jeff. I mean, you need to send them back home. 
and not let them come back. Because even in jail, we're still paying for you. You know, and then how much time are you going to get? So after you do your time, then you're going to come back out and do this once again? I don't have time to keep chasing um, Pablo. I really, really don't. You know, <laughs> Pablo needs to go back to the other side of the wall, and that'd be all. That'd be all. You know, and, and it's funny how, you know, Julio and Pablo and Maria, they can't speak no English, but they know how to steal in English. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, but when you talk to them, you know, no, no, comprende. You know, when, when, every time you have a conversation with them, they don't understand you, but they understand how to do these kind of things. And my other question will be: If now you have a pool and you have cars and you're living better than most of the Mexicans out there, why are you coming here to try to start all over? You've already established mm. yourself. Right. Just keep on living and stealing. Right. Right. Hmm. That, that's yeah. If you making it happen like that, yeah, what's the point? But you know what? Right. Again, if they think they can get a pool and car there, what could they possibly get here? What could they possibly yeah, they, get here? What they gonna put the they gonna put the pool in the shelter? No. This gonna be for everybody. <laughs> Every oh, oh, Mexico, Mexico, come on. You know what I mean? What are they gonna do? Who knows? Who knows? You know, you, you never can rationalize the way these people rationalize. You know, they they really got a whole different plan, you know, and a mindset up there. So it's just really, really different. Um, I'm trying to figure this out myself. I'm not I'm I'm not bothering with this here. You know, this 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 is this is sick. This is really, really sick. Ah, Thank you for joining us, Pastor KL. Let's see what your girl Shantice has got to say about this stuff before we jump on our topic of the morning. Good morning, Shantice. Good morning. Good morning, Pastors. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. I'm fine, thank you. How are you? Good. I'm okay. Thanks. I'm okay. Listen, you were the one with Brother Al talking about the influencers. And now this is, you know, the latest. You know, I'll pretend like I'm dead. And because uh, I got, you know, I want to help the women who have died to cervical cancer. What say you? That nothing to do with helping anyone. That was all about getting whatever attention you felt like you could get. I don't see at what point of the plan that made sense. But that was the goal, to just get attention, not to help anyone. Because I've been trying to figure out, since you said it, at what point of this plane are you helping anyone, whether they were a survivor or whether they didn't make it? What did you dying have to do with? Even if you had it and you died, how was you? How was that bringing awareness to cervical cancer? <laughs> you did. How's that bringing awareness? Yeah. Yep. Uh, what do you think of the 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 uh, this influencer thing anyway? I think it's like anything else. It's been extremely watered down. You know the the goal of an influencer is, and I've been saying this for a while, even when I was um, talking about it initially. What are you influencing? And a lot of these so-called influencers are influencing stupidity. 
And that's why a lot of them aren't getting anywhere, and now you got to come up with a plan like you died in order to feel like you got somewhere. So you don't get anywhere to you did. <laughs> like, uh. no. Have a goal, have a purpose, but having a goal and a purpose requires work, and no one wants to put in any work. So hence, now you have to die in order to feel like you're making moves. Okay. All righty. Okay, Shantice, we're talking about this migrant thing and how they've been criminals, as we, you know, have always talked about. You know, we're not inheriting the good people alone. We're also inheriting the bad ones. And the fact that, you know what, I meant to ask, and I'll ask you the question, I'll go back to Pastor KL. You know, we haven't been able to stop them from coming over here not only that but they've gotten a pass to come over here would you have voted for the wall then no because I didn't when that whole wall situation came up from what I knew it wasn't all of this craziness as far as what the migrants you know are doing it was such a negative connotation. Anytime I heard of it, it was just like a lot of discrimination as far as because I don't want to be around these people. I don't want to be around these people. Had a lot of this information that's out now and a lot of what they're doing, because I can't say they weren't doing these things then, but if a lot of what's going on now was made public then, yes, I would have voted for the wall. But back when it was first brought up, it was mainly just brought up on like, I, like ew, I just don't want to be around these people. Mm, okay, okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. That makes sense. Pastor KL, would you have voted for the wall? Not only would I have voted for the wall, <laughs> I'd have filled out an application to help build the wall. You know, <laughs> so, so I'd have tried to make a couple of dollars. You know what I mean? But they, they oh, definitely had my vote. Oh my goodness gracious! Well, well, let me ask you why, since you put it that way. Why? Why would they have definitely okay, had so, your vote? Okay. Again, I work retail. I work retail, mm-hmm. and I get these. I get these folks in my store with the with the baby strollers with no babies in it. You know what I mean? <laughs> and they they try to rack up. You know, I mean, little Abigail is nowhere in the stroller. And then they they come in and they go one side, Abigail and Julio go the other side. You know, those are the little kids. Now, they teach these little kids how to steal at five or six years old. And then when they get busted at the door, oh, my God, oh, my God, Julio, no, 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 no. But if Julio would have got out of there with that detergent, good job, Julio, good job. (laughs) All righty, this is all righty. Okay, okay, okay. Mm-mm-mm. Well, thank you for helping us understand that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, thank you, Shantice, for joining us. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. All right. So, 
lady and gentlemen, I have a couple of stories that I want to, you know, kind of get your opinion on. We're talking about our church folk here. So you've got this Lyft driver who calls himself Philly Jesus. Now, Philly Jesus was out here a long time ago. Now, I'm not saying Philly Jesus. I'm not saying that. I'm saying exactly where it is. All right. His name is Michael Grant, and he was a social media celebrity, they say, nearly 10 years ago. Now, over the years, he kind of dropped off and dropped out. Um, he said that, you know, he had gone through a, okay, well, he was arrested First of all, he ended up being arrested because he trespassed in some Apple store back in 2016, and he had to serve, you know, I guess it got, you know, a little more detailed than what they put out here, and he had to serve some time. Then a few years later, he went through a divorce, and then he suffered the death of his dad and his grandmother, and, you know, he kind of stayed away um, for a little while because of those things. But now, here we are, years and years later, he said he felt the need to put on his robe again. And what he does is he says it's like the church on wheels. He says when they get into the car, he says he tells them he's a Christian artist, he dresses up like his superhero Jesus, and he plays his gospel music, and he tells them to follow him on social media, and he says he does this 10 hours a day, six days a week, he only takes off on Sundays. And he says he uses this time to spread the word. On the dashboard is his Bible, and he gives them a word. (laughs) And he says it's better and a lot safer than walking the streets. And... Some people say that this is, you know, just an act. He needs to stop it. But he says he's not doing anything but spreading the word from behind the wheel. He's made his church on wheels, and, you know, he's not doing anything. This is what, you know, his heart is to do. He wants to spread the word of Jesus, and he wants, you know, to tell everybody Jesus rode on a donkey. But Philly Jesus is riding in a car. Pastor Jeff, what you thinking? I think he he found his niche, and he working it. I mean, we got to get creative, you know. He's 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 winning souls, right? People are hearing the gospel, and um, you know, I think it was I don't know if it was Paul or Peter, one of them. They, they talked about you know people preaching the gospel and for many reasons, and I think it was Paul. He said you know let them preach. Let him, let him go ahead. You know, it's further in the cause. So, 
listen, you know, don't knock him. You know, he he he's he's found his little corner and he's working it. Yeah, I'm, All I'm, righty. I'm, I'm with him. Okay, talking now. One thumbs up, Pastor KL. What you got? Well, I I I kind of you know I, I like that idea. You know what I mean? It's better than you coming knocking on my door. You know, mm. I, I like that. At least you passing by. You know, my problem is the the Philly Jesus part. Are you calling yourself Jesus? You know that that that's that's my I mean that's my whole ty- that's my whole thing to it. You going out spreading the good news? I mean, there's people on the corners all day, you know, with pamphlets and all that other stuff. Listen, I'm in the warmth of my car. I can go by and say Jesus this, Jesus that, and keep on going. You ain't got to stop and listen to me. You just hear going going past, and all I'm doing is planting seeds as I'm going. But when you start talking about I'm Philly Jesus. That I can't hear nothing else you saying. Okay, all righty. So we got a a thumb and a half. All right, Shantice, what say you? I was thinking the same thing. It was hard to get past the Jesus part. It's like we don't have to name ourselves after him in order to do what he is asking us to do, which is spread the message, spread the good news. Why we got to always be extra. (laughs) And I agree, it's taking attention away from the important part. Because if I get in, first of all, when I, if I order a list and that's the name that comes up, I'm canceling and I'm getting another job. I don't want to. (laughs) I, I love my Jesus, but I don't know if I'm if, if I'm ready to sit. I know we always talk about Jesus take the wheel. I don't know if I'm <laughs> ready to sit there and talk about Jesus is driving me around. There's something wrong with this. No. So I'm canceling you. So maybe I'll miss my blessing. I don't know. But I want another driver because something is wrong with you. And, now you. and then you're sitting there and, and you're dressed with whatever you got on which is now bringing, people don't understand the simplicity. It is all about the simplicity when it comes to delivering the word of God. All this, the time you're spending to do all this extra stuff, giving yourself a name and buying whatever you bought to wear and all of that, it's it's too much. It's too much, and people don't understand how it serves as such a distraction. You could be saying something that could save someone's life, but they're so distracted with all of the unnecessary aesthetics. So I'm I'm not with it. Okay, okay. All right, I'll weigh in. I'll weigh in. You know when? when okay, so I just want to let you know that he has the long brown blondish pipe of hair, like the picture of Jesus, and he mm-hmm. wears a white robe. So mm-hmm. he. The the uh, the look, if you will, is there. He says he looks like because he wants to dress like his superhero Jesus. I think, unfortunately, despite the um, the desire to preach the word of God, I think this is excellent. I think this is a wonderful way to 
um, present the word of God because now you're presenting it to your passengers who are kind of like in there with you and in a sense, if you will, you know, if you want to look at it like that, they kind of have no choice to get the presentation made. Now, it's almost like when they, when they play the music, you know, you can ask them to change the channel, you can ask them to turn it off. So if he begins to talk about Christ and you're not interested, you can just ask, you know, yo, I'm not, that, that's not my thing, you know. So people who ride with him have the option of, you know, making the, you know, uh, t- turning it away, you know, rejecting it. That's the word I want to use. They have the option of rejecting it, nice or nasty. They have the option of rejecting it. I think it's an opportunity for you to, you know, witness to people because, like I said, when they get in, some people are just, they wouldn't mind listening. So could you plant the seed? I think this is an excellent opportunity for you to do so, which would, to me, be much better than yelling you know, on the street or with a bullhorn on the street. I think this is a much better presentation. Unfortunately, we can't send two messages. That's where my head goes. My head goes, we cannot split and say, I'm Jesus, because that's what you're really doing. With you dressing like Jesus and and your hair's like Jesus, like I said, he, he looks like a picture in the on some Bible and some Bible on you know the, the 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 pictures that they the many pictures of Jesus that they have out here, he looks like that and he says again I want to dress like my superhero. So even the folk the part when you said I want to dress like my superhero, even if I didn't see that picture, my first thing would be well what you look like because I think all that makes a difference. Some people would say, why does it make a difference? He's given the word of the Lord. That should be, no, we can't send two messages. And now you're putting yourself in like an idol, you know, that that's an idol area you're stepping into. So whether it's Shanti's who's rejecting the name Philly Jesus because she's looking at it, looking at it like that, opposed to maybe saying Philly Jesus, you know, she's rejecting it. Will there be other people who reject it? Possibly. Will there be other people where it really don't matter to them? They just want to get to where they're going. I, I think we need to make sure that when we make the presentation, you know, it's almost like they have a, 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 a um, some some YouTube video about Jamal Bryant's co-pastor, and she the way she's dressed, she's dressed like they they they're putting it out there like she's really dressed streetwise. So they're saying it's a distraction to her being a, a, a pastor, and for some people it would be, some people it would be. So we do have to take that into consideration, in my opinion, that, you know, are we becoming a distraction? If you did not call yourself Philly Jesus and somebody got in your car and you started making a presentation, you might get that person to listen. However, if you didn't already got rejected from the fact that somebody saw your name come up, 
Philly Jesus. Now, you didn't lost that ability to even witness. So I think it's just like any other time. We have to be careful about how we make the presentation of Jesus. We do have a responsibility of, you know, making the presentation of Jesus and, and how we do it so that we do draw more people to Christ. So, you know, I, I, I'm one, I'm, I'm kind of split to you. I think you could have Can done I ask more. A question? Sure. Uh, is he calling himself Philly Jesus or did the people start calling him Philly Jesus? No, no, no. He different? calls himself. No, no, no. No, no, no. That's the way the story is out there, the way I gave it to y'all. He calls himself okay. Philly Jesus. No, they, it's it's not like their tag name for him. He, okay. that's what he calls, that's what he calls himself. And Pastor Seth, I just pulled it up. It wouldn't matter what he called himself. He is trying to look like Jesus. Did you ever saw good times and I picture Jesus or whatever had up? That is exactly Yeah. He, he just does. looks like he, he ate a few a few more burgers, yeah, than 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 the Jesus in that picture. But he is looking so even mm-hmm. with me walking up to the car, so even if I ordered my my list and I figured, okay, this is taste soup. And I'm walking up to the car because I not only look at the license plate, I also look at you through the window. And I'm looking at you, and I see you dressed like this. Y'all need to Google this. No. no Whether you call yourself Dave, but you still pulled up like this. Where are we going? No, thank you. I don't want to go where you're going. (laughs) Okay, okay. All righty. Well, I got another story for y'all, and I really want to know what you what you all think. So, they have going on, and I believe this is taking place in the South. They have this, what they're calling a coalition of black clergy, I'm sorry, who's pushing for um, the president, President Biden, to have a ceasefire in Gaza. So they're saying that they've gotten together and they they said black clergy have been have seen war militarianism, poverty and racism and they're looking at the Israel Gaza war. And it's uh, as far as they're concerned, this National African American Clergy Network sees the Israel Gaza War different than the Iran Afghanistan War, and they have evoked a stance, and they have said that they have not since the civil rights movement seen something of this magnitude. And with the fact that 1,200 Israelis um, have been killed and they've kidnapped about 240 people, that they can stand around and not say anything because they revere this land as being holy. So they are asking the president, to call a ceasefire and they're holding him accountable 
for not doing so and think that if he did something that it would make a difference. They feel that they are an oppressed people. We are an oppressed people. And he needs to speak up on behalf of America and get involved and in, in call a ceasefire. And I'm trying to see some of their direct quotes here. Okay, so they have one pastor that says, what they are witnessing from the administration in Gaza is a glaring contradiction to what we thought the president and the administration was about. Uh, so when you hear a president say the term, redeem the soil of America, well, this is a stain, a scar on the soil of America. There's something about this that becomes hypocritical. Uh, they have a couple of other um, pastors who say that they believe that this situation is so dire to black people because we relate to Israel due to the circumstances. Another pastor says, we see them as a part of us. And I wanted to know what you all thought of them making this demand on the president to call this ceasefire. What say you, Pastor Jeff? Oh, first of all, are this clergy on the side of Israel or Gaza? They're on the side of Israel. Okay. And what Which, say wait, I, wait, wait, wait. This, this Israel is the side that's that's getting who were they were attacked, right? Yeah, they were attacked. Right. They, so they're on the side of those who were attacked, and that's who they're making the comparison to when they say it's it's like looking at us. They're an oppressed people. We're an oppressed people. So that's why they want to take the stand that they're, they're taking the stand they're taking. But it's, it's my understanding that Israel is bombing them like crazy and killing a lot of them now and won't stop. So it, it, Israel took the first hit, but it seems like Israel is the one that's pounding them and killing them up now. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I agree with that. I, the, Gaza hit them because they felt like they were being oppressed. You get what I'm saying? Yes, and I do. Yeah, they, and they did some foul stuff. I, I don't know if I agree with Israel. I don't know if I agree with, the, you know, what Israel's doing. And it's all politics. We always stood behind Israel, you know, and Israel used that Bible that they don't even believe in Jesus, you know, but they, they, they use it to get our help. I, I, I don't know if the president should be supporting Israel, you know, really, because I really believe that uh, those ain't really the Jews anyway. <laughs> you know oh, okay, okay. I don't believe okay. that. You know, I that they are the the true Jews. I believe in there's some Russians that came over and, 
and, and, and, and imitated the Jews and took over and used opportunity and now they using the fact that they're the blessed ones and they're the chosen ones and so I, I, this clergy that's, that's standing up for Israel, look what Israel doing now to Gaza. Okay. People there. Okay. Okay. Uh, Pastor KL, do you, you know, what do you think about this, this national, this coalition of clergy who is insisting that the president get involved? Okay. So, so just to be honest and transparent, I, I, I don't follow any of this stuff. I don't know who's bombing right. who's and slapping nobody. Um, <laughs> uh, 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 is, 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 this is this clergy from here? This clergy is from here, and I want to give okay. you their name again. They are the... Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I want to give you their official name. Because I think it's important that y'all know that. Okay, they are the National African American Clergy Network. Okay, well, this is this is just how. Let, let's take the pastor off. This is just how KL feels. We got enough stuff going on right here. Enough enough stuff. People getting slapped and people getting mistreated right here. You know that that we can we can go to to Biden or whoever. You know, we got enough vets right here as clergy people, people of God. We should be concerned about our house first. You know, ministry begins at home, then go abroad. You know, so we got enough. Until we fix what we got going on here that's broken. I, listen, you know, I hate that you got bombed, but, you know, fire in the hole. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay. All right. All right. Sean what you thinking? I feel like it's always the same thing. They just try to make it sound different. What was coming to mind, and I had to make sure because I'm just like Pastor KL, so I was like, all right, Holy Spirit, I'm going to need you to help me pay real close attention because as soon as I hear anything political a lot of this time, I'm just like, whatever. Um, but it sound it reminded me of the story in the Bible when the two sides were trying to get at <laughs> one, and then they ended up fighting and killing each other. Just like the meme of Jesus that was going around where it was a picture of Jesus with his hands up and said, I ain't got nothing to do with this. That is exactly how America needs to be. We ain't got nothing to do with this. Stop trying to play savior and thank God that this ain't got nothing to do with us. We have our own battles here with the mayor. We got our own battles here with the non-common sense people walking the streets. Let's focus on that, okay? Let's stop speaking on things that we do not have the capacity to deal with because the clergy don't even want to come together here to deal with the issues that's going on in the five boroughs. So stop. We ain't fit to do nothing else in no other country. Let them do what they do. We can lift them up in prayer. Amen. And focus on asking Jesus to help us right here. And let them do whatever it is they're doing. I do not see the benefit in us 
trying to act like we have the ability to help them. We do not. How do I know? Because we keep saying it here on this show alone. We have been shown that we don't have the ability to help each other. So how do we really think we can help somebody else? Let that story replay itself out. <laughs> Let them do whatever it is that they're doing. Okay. It's bothering it's bothering me that they're black coalition because mm. we as black people need to educate ourselves a little better about about all those situations. All right. Mm. We, you know we 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 really that that's really a white thing that we doing. You know, them, you know, the white folks want to back them, them Jews, and the the white looking Jews at that. You understand what I'm saying? And we as black people don't even realize that we're being discriminated over here, and because we probably are the original Jews. You understand what I'm saying? And, and we want to support those Jews. Don't even accept us. You know, we wow. go, go over there. And, we go over there and try to get any type of citizenship or anything, they push us out. They've rejected us. We the brothers they throw threw away. You know? Mm, wow. I'm I'm not Hebrew I'm not a Hebrew Israelite, but I do know that, you know, we, we're called Negroes because we come from a, a land called Negro land. It was called Negro Land before before they renamed it over there in Nigeria and all of that, right? And we actually from the tribe of Judah. We really are. <laughs> and and it kills me that we support these white, this white, it's all a white agenda. It's all a white agenda. And they don't even realize it. Supporting them Jews is all a white agenda. You know? Wow. And, and now we want to stand up and have the president come up against that mess. And don't even know that them Jews have been doing a lot of under those so-called Jews have been doing a lot of underhanded stuff. It's why they, why they got bombed. Why they, why these people did what they did to them. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We, we really mm-hmm. should mind our business. All righty. Mm-hmm. You kind of touched on one of my questions, and, and I wanted to ask you all this before you left. And since you have the mic, uh, Pastor Jeff, I wanted to know what y'all thought of the, the uh, quote, they are oppressed people, we are oppressed people, we see them as a part of us. What do you feel about that? Pastor Jeff, before you sign off. <laughs> they are, listen, oppressed oppress where? They, the Holocaust happened, and look, we we paid them for something we didn't do. You know, you know how they oppressed? They, the doors are open for them everywhere, especially here in the United States. They're running everything. They're behind the scenes on, on everything. So where where they oppressed? They just using that. You know, woe is me stuff and keep bringing up the Holy Cross stuff. You understand? And try to make us feel sorry so we can keep on funding them and helping them. You understand? All right. All righty. Uh, Pastor K, well, Shantice, we see them as a part of us. They are oppressed people. We are oppressed people. And this is why they're pushing Biden to get involved. What's your thought? No, and I I was going to comment on that too. Thank you. Yeah, no, be quiet. Y'all just got mad and tried to shut Kanye West down because he publicly started telling everyone, as Pastor Jeff said, 
who's really behind a lot of this stuff, who's running the, the entertainment and music industry. And because y'all feel so threatened, because you understand the influence that he has, y'all tried to black blackboard him. No. No, stop, stop trying to now be, and this is where they get themselves in trouble. Any other race, this is the main way they get themselves in trouble. Stop trying to compare yourselves to the struggle of black people. There is no comparison. And it does not mean that y'all did not go through anything. It does not mean that y'all have not faced anything traumatic, whether as a group or individually. But you cannot come. You want to make a quick enemy of this race? Talk about we all in the same struggle. No, we're not. And because now you need help from destroying yourself and being destroyed from another country or whatever, now you're going to say whatever you feel like you need to say in order to get our help. And just like Pastor just said, only for you to then try to bomb on us as soon as you feel like you're coming up again. Absolutely not. Cut it out. All righty. Pastor KL, I quote, we see them as a part of us. Now, this is the African-American clergy network saying we see them as a part of us. They are oppressed people. We are oppressed people. Get involved, President Biden. Uh, I, I, I got something real simple. You ever been on a plane and they go through the whole ritual of, of the plane and they say, if an emergency, this mask will fall down. It says, put it on yourself. Save yourself before you try to save others. So how about we save ourselves first and then we can get involved somewhere else. We, if, if we oppress people and they oppress people, how about we save ourselves first? You know, again, you know, I I tip my hat off, you know, for people who are trying to help people, but you ain't even trying to help you. If 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 you are uh, relating them to you, then you know that you're in a bad situation. So don't you want to live? I I I want to live, and then maybe I can I can donate a body part or something to you. But let me live first. So that that's how I feel. All righty. Oh, thank you so much, my due time crew. We thank you and, you know, for your contribution into today's conversation, and we pray you have a blessed day. You as well. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All righty. Okay, let's get this benediction. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. Romans fifteen thirteen. Hmm. All righty. So, we see them as a part of us. They are oppressed people. We are oppressed people. Hmm. You know, kind of a mix between all three responses to their quote and their feeling. 
we have a war on our children. We go through so many different uh, scenarios and stories every single morning here on this due time alone. We don't even touch like one one hundredth one one hundredth of what's actually going on out there. We only got two hours. We all can, we can only pick a limited amount of stories, but we have enough stories that indicate how this this nation, our people. So I'm not picking necessarily. Um, just our people. I'm talking about our nation because our nation is in big trouble. If you want to now become more isolated and talk about this national African-American clergy network, you know, if you're talking about oppression and you know, this is why you want to you you want the president to step in and help. The president can't even help the oppressed individuals that are here. You've said you've acknowledged that we are oppressed. So, if you want to now, you know, get us in a more confined conversation of us, the African Americans, we're already going through literal hell here in this nation. No matter how you slice this pie, no matter how you look at things, we are going through literal hell here in this nation. Our children are suffering greatly right here in this nation. Our children are oppressed. And if more of us were to get together, if more of us were to band together, we would be able to do a whole lot more for our children that what's being done we can't even find a common ground to hold hands and hold hearts and help the oppressed children now that's all I'm talking about I'm just about the children I'm not talking about anybody else you are actually standing in the face of President Biden you've got President Biden's ear and the biggest issue for you is the fact that you want him to step in? Why don't you have him step in for the oppression of the American people now that we are in flux with all of these extra people? You have an issue of you're about to give away $53 million here in New York alone so that they can eat. And half of us here ain't eating right now. Before they even got here, we weren't eating. You couldn't drum up the money. You couldn't. You didn't think about us getting any money. You didn't think about expanding the benefit or eligibility. You didn't think anything about that. But now that these people are here... You can come up with $53 million to feed them. You talk about the homeless veterans, the people who we talk about that at nauseum, how they have served this country and they come out and they are nothing. Just recently, they started doing a little bit more for the veterans. 
but yet all of these influx of people can come here and now you're trying to find homes for them. You're putting up uh, tent cities for them. You really got the ear of the president and this is your this is your concern. This is what you really bring in in front of the president. Yo, really? All the things that you could be talking to him about. You just had a church. Last week we talked about the church where they won't even let them house homeless people. But you got the ear of the president and your a very church. They are now trying to put these. They want the landlord to put the church out because they want to house homeless people. But your mouth is telling the president to help somebody else. And this is going on right here. It is typical of us. And I I hate to say it because Lord knows who's listening to this broadcast. But I'm just going to say it is very typical of us to lose focus. It is so atypical of us to lose focus. And the most insulting part about this for Stephanie is the fact that this is clergy. Yo, we're supposed to have a higher level of thinking. We're supposed to think more logical than the average individual. We're supposed to be following what the Word of God says. The Word of God says that when you don't take care of your own, you're just like an infidel. Hello! Well, that's what you are to God. So all of y'all that got together, all this clergy network has gotten together, and this is what y'all that came up with. You should be ashamed of yourself. It has nothing to do with whether I feel sorry for what's going on over there. God knows I feel sorry for all of the innocent children and people that are that are subjected to this these murders and these kidnappings and oh, I I definitely but we are so inundated we are so inundated with issues here that we don't have time to now ask him to fully get involved and call a ceasefire. Do you realize what that would entail? Do you realize where that could put us? Do you realize that that could, in in and of itself, start an entire war? That's what you and all of these brains then got together to do? That's that's the best y'all could come up with? How much money could you come up with as a network to help do a whole lot of other stuff. How many programs could y'all put into place? In, in, in If you network, because this is a southern network. They, this is not a, like a, a national network. This is a southern network. So if you were to join forces with the four corners of this nation, can you imagine what all of us pastors could actually do if we were to join forces? Forces? Could you imagine what we could do if we really held hands and held hearts? What we could do for this nation? And I'm not talking about what we could do for our people. I'm talking about what we could do for this nation. If we were to come together as a clergy, a full clergy network, if y'all were to get 
a, a, a cluster, a network in each four corner, and each four corner come together. We could be a wrecking force. I cannot believe that you would actually ask this man who is sick, who's not doing, he's got his own challenges here. He's got his own challenges here. That's the other thing. It's like I'm looking at this and I'm like, y'all talking about call, call a ceasefire, ceasefire here in America? Because that, that's where it's going on. He's right here. We're about to possibly be faced with having to vote against Trump of all people to vote against Trump. And you now want to refocus. This is what the enemy does. This is exactly what the enemy does. He gets us to turn away from anything that's important and put our minds and set our focus on a bunch of nonsense. And this is nonsense. Not that it's not important, but if you look at this issue on the totem pole, not, you know, what can we, is there anything we could do to help or, you know, I mean, because there could be a million things we could do. But to literally step in the middle and call a ceasefire, no, nah, that's all right. No. Because now that puts this nation in greater harm, that puts this nation in a worse condition than where we already are. And right now we should not be considering worsening conditions. We need to make sure we are on the on the on the right side of focus and, and and I will shut down with this one and this is one of the things that I really put my bullhorn to my mouth for we don't have any idea what has really and truly happened pastor jeff has said it um Shantisa said it which was the first thing I always say when we talk about going and joining the armed forces we are actually joining these armed forces, and we don't really know what's going on. So you're over there killing innocent people based on what somebody told you. We cannot get involved like this at that magnitude when we don't know what has, has, what has really happened. Everybody's lying. This is political. Political is nothing but a bunch of lies, a bunch of underhanded negotiations. We don't know what part of a, uh, that America is already involved in this, if they are already involved in this, and we really don't know, and somehow or another it ain't reached us yet. Shut up and focus. And if they ain't brought up America yet, then you need to really utilize this time to get our, our people together, and I'm talking about the nation. I'm not talking about African-American. I'm talking about the nation together so that we can really become the strong nation that we are really supposed to be. You've been listening to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph. Join us Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. where we discuss matters of the heart, mind, and spirit. As you go through your day, be sure to set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on the earth. They will only serve as a distraction. Remember, prayer changes things. It's Pastor Steph signing off, and I want to thank my due time crew for always coming through big time. Thank you for hanging out with us. Please do not miss this opportunity. 
to get that relationship with the Lord. <laughs> right now, please do not miss this opportunity to strengthen that relationship with the Lord right now because later is not promised to any of us. Until tomorrow, God spares. Where is Wow Wednesday? Until then, I love you.